I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms, but in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM, and it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content, and we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Three, two, one. Happy New Year! Should old acquaintance be forgotten, ever brought to mind? Now I know you guys are looking at your metadata and looking at the date and going, did I get the right episode? And yes, this is the Saturday Matinee for February 13th, 2021, but it's also New Year's Day because it's Lunar New Year. Uh, I know some of you are thinking, like, don't you mean Chinese New Year? And uh, that's what many people in the West call it. But I happen to have a friend who's from Korea, and he was nice enough to point out that it's not just China that celebrates Lunar New Year. So it's, it's Lunar New Year for the rest of them. Um, so to so all of you who can hear my voice, we here at the next reel are wishing you prosperity and good fortune in the year of the ox. And I couldn't be happier to be celebrating this brand new year with two of my favorite hosts, the masterminds behind Silver Linings, Ocean, and Ray. Merry New Year! Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, happy New Year. I found uh, I need to find someone to kiss. And uh, since we're doing the Chinese ones, I need a Hongbao Na Lai, which is uh, give me the red envelope. Nice! <laughs> 
exactly right. Exactly. Pass around yeah. the well, dumplings. Well, has money. And they, they, they give Red Devil money. Yes, that's that's what I'm looking for. So uh, send your cash donations to me. Thank you. <laughs> Directly to the next row. No, we'll, we'll get to asking for money at the end of the show. Usually, we just like to give them some content oh, first, oh, and then okay. we ask well, them for the money. I was, I was trying to I was trying to get my side money. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody's got to have a side hustle. Exactly. Uh, so uh, let's start with what have you guys been watching? What have you seen in the last uh, last couple weeks? What have you been streaming? Well, I actually have. I started. I've been streaming an old show because, you know, uh, in 2020, of course, the theme was watch something old that you hadn't seen. And so, since it's 2021, I figure why stop now? Um, I've, I caught up on the first. I just finished the first season of a show called Warrior, which is uh, it's, a, it's on HBO oh. Max. It was a Cinemax show. It was, uh, it's based on the. It says it's based on the writings of Bruce Lee, and uh, it's story. It's a story really in. Um, it's set in the 1880s in San Francisco. And it centers around Chinatown. So the main characters are characters that have been have immigrated over to the United States from uh, Canada. Uh, sorry, Canada from China. <laughs> same tomato, tomato. Canadians, Chinese are all the same. So <laughs> they immigrated from China, and uh, you know they you know coming over and they, you know they dealing with the, the the impoverished conditions of the the worker class of that, and then the, the struggles that they're having with the Americans, uh, the I- the Irish Americans that are there because the lower wa- lower paid Chinese wage taking their jobs, and of course our main character comes over and he's uh, a, an enforcer for the the lo- one of the local mobs. So there's lots of you know lots of fighting scenes about you know various conflicts that are going on, and it's a it's a really overall interesting show. And so I've catched up. I'm on the first season now, so I'm about to start streaming the second season. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, so you've been enjoying that? Yes, yeah, I enjoy the, the acting. You know, the acting is really good, and uh, the stories are interesting. It has you know pretty decent fight scenes, uh, but it has very interesting stories about the uh, you know in effect the Chinese American experience in Ch- in Chinatown in San Francisco in the 1880s. And they they have other characters as well. You know, like the mayor of the city and the, mm. you know some of the police force and all, you know and all the different politics that are going on and uh, the struggles that they each have for power, not only in their in the city, but you know in the city legitimately, but also with the opium trade and then the different uh the different uh, rival gangs and you know what they're doing and how they are rivals with each other but they both hate the mongolians and you know why they hate <laughs> mongolians and everything you know and so it's, 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 there's a lot of interesting layers well i mean they hate china built a wall to keep the mongolians right? out so um but there's a lot of interesting layers uh, about uh, about the show so it's very interesting all right i say i've heard of that show but i've never actually watched it uh have yeah. you ever watched into the badlands I have, I have. I watched the first season of that, and then I haven't gotten around to the second season yet. It was a you good know, show. Me too. Yeah, it was a good show. But when the first season ended, I, you know, the, it seemed like a good end. Yeah. Right. And you know, in the yeah. second season, I didn't know if I wanted to continue on seeing it, but I, I did like with Into the Badlands how you know there's no guns and everything is sword yeah. play, and you know they have only certain people that can fight with the swords, and then you have the, I, I guess for lack of a better term, plantation owners that right. you know run these different fiefdoms, you know, and, and their political squabbles back and forth. So yeah, no, it was a good show. I just. I, I think it's it's on my list to pick back up for season two. Yep. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, me too. It's on my on my on my app. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. keep going back, and going. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I yeah. like that show. I wanted to watch more of that. What about you, Ray? What you've been watching? I've been watching the comedy stylings, so to speak, of Cary Grant. Oh, and uh, that's been really good because uh, I didn't realize that there were so many of his films that I hadn't seen. So yeah, I've been catching up on his filmography and then i've also been binge watching fraser for like the fifth time in my life so (laughs) you hear those blues of colin huh (laughs) 
Well, do you, do you, I just don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled <laughs> eggs there, Kyle. <laughs> well, when you're going to start Frasier over, do you go back and watch some of the few seasons of Cheers to kind of catch up on early Frasier and then let that lead you in? Or do you stick specifically to the show Frasier? I just stick with Frasier. I mean, uh, Cheers is... I have a love-hate relationship with Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I... it Cheers... After the first, like, four seasons, it just seems so stinking repetitive, Mm. and it just annoys the tar out of me, because they have so much good talent on that show, and it's like they waste it. You don't think of Frasier as being repetitive? Not as. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm not not being anti-sitcom at all, because I'm doing the same thing. My personal sitcom right now I'm watching is... Night Court, nice. Oh, at night, uh, like I have been, it's been, a, it's a kind of a busy season for me right now. So, like, I have not had as much time to watch as I want to, but I tend to only have time to watch right before I go to bed. And so, the the show I watch right before I fall asleep because I can fall asleep during it, and it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's Night Court, um, but the, the show I actually have been have been you know actively watching and 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 getting highly invested in is The Wilds. Have you guys seen this? No, no. What is that, what is it that was about? a show I had, yeah. It's a show I had not heard of before until it, it came up on actually on my on my favorite social media, which is Tumblr. <laughs> yes, I'm still okay. on Tumblr. Um, okay, uh, it's it, it was uh, it's a show that it it has a lot of stuff going on. But when you the the this is I'm gonna everything I'm gonna tell you is basically revealed in the trailer for it. So like the, the it sounds like I'm talking about spoilers, but they give this stuff away right away. There's there's more that goes on. So it, it's about a group of teenage girls who crash on an island and have to survive so you ha- already have like it's modern times uh, and so it's like a group of modern girls so deal with all the stuff then crash on uh, plane crashes they have to survive and so it's sort of like a lord of the flies but with teenage girls okay that's the that's okay. the first part and then as they're going through you're you then are seeing what their lives were like and how one of them even says compared to what we have to go through as as women in in the 20, in 2020 this is better like they and they show them their lives and how awful it is and the social pressure and uh, everything and everything they have to go through and how taking all that away actually is better for some of them. They're actually pleased to go to go on with that. So then you get a little bit of lost there. So you sort of like they go back and forth like what their lives were like then and what they're doing how it affects what they're doing now and they're changing and growing like okay, and then you get to the end of the trailer and it and it's revealed that uh, their parents sent them there. <laughs> so it's not actually a random crime. This is the camp that they were going to. Is basically like they're left to survive, and someone is watching them as they're having to survive. Oh, nice! Yeah. So nice. I was like, once it got to that part, I was like, okay, now you got me. Like, there's all those three things combined. I'm like, okay, I've never really seen anything like this before. And so mm-hmm. I started watching, and it's really, really good because their characterization of all these. There's, I think, nine leads. They're like sort of nine girls who are on the island, and they're all girls because they're uh, most I think are six, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, um, uh, and they all have very, very different lives. And some of them knew each other, some of them didn't, and so you get to see how their lives had crossed before and and and, and dealt with, and then how they are dealing with this situation. Uh, and it, it's really good. And then and there's also like some other intrigue going on too. So you find out more about the mystery of, of like how they got in this situation and stuff too. So there's a, there's a lot going on there. It's a, it's an Amazon original. Oh, nice. Nice. So then are you uh, recommending it as entertainment or as a how to guide for parenting teenage daughters? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I'll see, I have to wait until I get to the end of the uh, thing. I have a teenage daughter, so I'm like looking at going, is this a good idea or not? I guess I won't find out until the season finale. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do they come out of it we'll see uh but yeah so that's that's what i mean yeah and like i said i haven't had any 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 like i got to people have been saying you know this is a movie podcast have you guys seen any movies i have not watched any movies in the last couple of weeks i actually watched one that really surprised me it was a four and a half out of five star for Ooh. me on letterboxd but i can't tell you what it is oh Okay. Because we're going to be talking about it on Silver Linings. Ooh, a tease. Oh, yes. Ocean knows what I'm talking <laughs> about. I, 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 know, I, I know what movie it is. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, all right. We will Future be talking episode, about that really. on Silver Linings. All right, then let's yeah. get into the news. Uh, so, unfortunately, uh, the, the year is not st- the new year is not starting out well for the people of Blue Sky Studios because sadly, oh, no! Disney has shut them down. Uh, Blue Sky Studios, for those of you who don't know, are the creators of Ice Age and uh, Rio Robots. Mm, they did the right. Peanuts movie, and their last film, it turns out to be the last film, was Spies in Disguise, which. The trailers uh, did not really do a very good job of selling, but my my uh, youngest daughter, my seven-year-old, made me sit down and watch it with her, and it was surprisingly good. I always forget how quality the stuff is from Blue Sky. Like, DreamWorks can be very hit and miss, but, like, everything that has come out of Blue Sky was always uh, really, really high quality, and it's very, very sad that they, for Disney, whatever reason, pandemic, whatever, they are realizing that they were still funding their own competition. I don't know. They they acquired them during the Fox purchase, uh, and then now they have shut them down. So unfortunately, 450 people over in Greenwich, Connecticut, uh, are now out of work. So I'm hoping that some of the other digital studios out there who have now learned the value of remote working will take all these people and give them new places to work because uh, they had done some amazing work over there the course of the that company's life. So what are, what are you guys' feelings about Blue Sky? Well, for all the for all the companies to say, due to current economic realities, Disney, <laughs> Disney, yeah. get real, dude. Like, tell us the real reason. Yeah, oh, I believe in twenty eighteen had half of the top twenty highest grossing films of the year <laughs> was Disney's. Like, you, you guys are doing okay. Well, you got to cut corners somewhere. And they already have <laughs> Disney animation. They already have Disney animation studios, and they they kind of already have this baked in their cake already. And so, um, it is unfortunate. And hopefully, the uh, the employees will get absorbed either in some other Disney company or somewhere else. Hopefully, uh, but you know, I guess I I, I do kind of see that when you look at what the movies were, they were quality movies. But at the same time, uh, you know, those the staff that you keep on continually, not the creatives. Um, you know, it, it's all a bunch of jobs that Disney already had. I guess when a big fish is purchased by a bigger fish, uh, then that that bigger that bigger fish is going to you know get rid of some things here and there. And so this was an unfortunate. There's casualty. always a bigger fish. <laughs> always bigger fish. That's right. Well, I mean, they do still have Pixar, which is technically doing the same thing as Walt Disney Studios. I mean, there are. Exactly. I think there are. There's room for for multiple studios there. Uh, I mean, even if they decided to turn them into their you know direct to Disney Plus studio. Yeah, well, right now everything in Disney is directed Disney Plus right. Studio. So yeah, exactly. That's not so, really going to give you distinction. All the IP and everything comes then back to Disney proper. And so if we see any future Ice Age stuff, which I think they had announced an Ice Age series 
for Disney Plus, actually. Uh, so that'll still be the only, but it'll probably be done in house. Uh, the the uh, besides all the people losing their job, the the most disappointing thing to me was the fact that they were making an adaptation of a very very good graphic novel from uh, Noel Stevenson called Nimona. Uh, they were seventy five percent of the way done, and now that is all just gone to the garbage. Like they're basically just going to throw it all away. Like, why wouldn't they at least see what the end product was yeah. if they were that far along? Apparently, they had like ten months more to go in production, and so they were just like, "Uh, no, you guys are just done." Yep. So I'm hoping that uh, uh, someone man. will even take like they've got that much of it that they'll take it and, and continue on. But uh, chances are, it'll just end up in the the dustbin of Disney history, along next to Newt and some of the other projects that never went anywhere. Yeah. Someone will pick it up a decade from now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dig it out and go, hey! Out. Yeah. So, well, uh, uh, from the studio that brought us, uh, robots is no more. But Ray found another story about another kind of robot. I did. Well, if you like Florence Pugh, and who doesn't, she's got a new movie coming out that's been picked up by Apple TV+, Plus, I guess. And uh, let me just read to you this little synopsis that they give you. And tell me that you will not be first in line to see this movie. <laughs> the film is a sci-fi courtroom drama in which a robotic companion doll kills its owner and then shocks the world by claiming that she is not guilty and asking for a lawyer. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, and the name yeah. of the movie is... <laughs> the name of the movie... I don't know if they have a name. I believe it's Dolly. Dolly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolly. I'm an idiot. It's right there in front of me. It's staring me <laughs> right in the face. Yeah, it's been picked up by Apple TV Plus. That's so right. You'll be able, it'll soon be coming to a small screen near you. But, uh, you know, I guess it's an interesting story idea, right? You know, you're, mm-hmm. whether or not you're going to grant citizenship to an inanimate object. Uh, right. you know, or, you know, you can you can delve into you know whether or not it's artificial you know what artificial intelligence is and there's a lot of ways you can go with this that makes it somewhat interesting although I, I, I don't I'm I guess I'm confident to say that I will not be watching it first. I'm gonna wait and kind of see what the reaction is and then decide. <laughs> Let Ray watch it and then give you and the report back. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll, I'll I'll listen to the reviews for a bit and decide well, am I gonna watch this or not. Dude, when I heard this, it was so far out at left field that I was like, that is right where I'm standing to catch the ball. <laughs> so uh, it's based on a short story by Elizabeth Bear, uh, and it's actually being written by a couple of pretty Hollywood heavyweights, uh, Vanessa Taylor and Drew Pierce. Vanessa Taylor wrote for Alias and Everwood. She also wrote the first Divergent, and uh, a little film you might have heard of called The Shape of Water. Uh, Drew uh, Pierce wrote yeah. Iron Man 3, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, and Hotel Artemis. Um, but as I was digging into them and, and how they went about this, they actually did something kind of cool for the pitch. They actually have come up with this thing called a video pitch. So they take the concept of what they want to do and they create like almost a trailer for it. And then they invite all the studios to watch it at the same time. So almost like they set up their own little streaming service, and they, and from that they actually got a bidding war started. That must have made a good trailer. Yeah, exactly. So, and I yeah, guess they've done this then, uh, on another film too that they're in development on too, and and started the same thing and got a really good uh, uh, deal on that one as well. I thought that's interesting. How that's the first time I've ever heard of of that sort of uh, pitch being done in Hollywood. So they they seem to be a little ahead of the curve in terms of uh, uh, remote pitching. 
Yeah, no, and that is a very uh, smart adaptation to the the fact that you can't physically get in a room with these executives anymore. So right, yeah, yeah. So that yeah. that is impressive. And, ho- ho- and I'm sure I'm sure that will be copied by many many people. In the future. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, one person who doesn't need to find their pitch is Marvel, uh, and so we have a little bit of Marvel news. Uh, the MCU uh, the is doing a new Blade movie, uh, and for the first time, it will be written by a woman of color. How about that? Nice. So yes. uh, Stacey Osei-Kafor is actually from HBO's Watchmen. Uh, she was a story editor and has credit on episode seven in Almost Religious Awe. And I don't want to spoil Watchmen for anyone who hasn't seen it or not, but that was the ep- uh, I, I found a couple of elements that were in that episode that anyone who saw it will remember. So here's my keywords. Flashback, elephant, hammer, and a trial. Now, do you remember which episode that was? <laughs> it's, it's also nicely done, with, uh, sir. Funhouse mirrors, right? Yeah. Isn't it that one at the beginning? Is it yes, the yes, I believe that is the one. Yeah. With the, okay, then yes, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. Nope, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, and that was uh, it. Was a good episode. Yeah. Um, I, this, it, you know, Blade is a movie that I am looking forward to seeing what they can do with the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wesley Snipes, uh, the movie that you know, the Blade movies that Wesley Snipes made at the time were uh, very great at the time. You know, yes. they. They don't. Who all says they hold still that are? <laughs> <laughs> well, so if you haven't already seen them, yeah, I'm not necessarily saying run out and do that. Yeah, but if you have seen them, they're great to enjoy again. But you need to kind of see them then. Uh, and and nah, this man, movie with, I with, think I think that might be a uh, you know willing a silver linings worthy film. At least the first one, at if, least. Well, if you haven't seen them, go out and start with Blade Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that to people, Ray? Exactly. Yeah, watch them. <laughs> These are our people. These are our fans. Don't betray them like that. Yeah, watch them in reverse order, and then it just gets better and better. <laughs> oh, that's true, too. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to watch the trilogy, that's the order to watch it in. It is. It is. So I'm hopeful that they're able to you know, do something interesting with the character and make this into a good story. I think that uh, Blade is one of those... Uh, it can go either way, right? They can try to go right. horror, and then make, make a horror movie. They can try to make it more of a superhero movie, or they can try to thread the needle and do both. And then if they do that, then they have a higher probability of just failing. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious and interesting of what they're going to do with this. And uh, I, I still sometimes even wonder, I, I, you know, there's all the hype about it being made. And there's just part of me that whenever since I saw the announcement, I was like, I don't know if they're going to redo Blade. Have either of you played the video game Marvel Ultimate Alliance that came out in the mid 2000s? Yes, it is one of my favorite games of all time. I, I Mine as well. You have not. I have Get not. Get on it. But I bring it up because I'm really curious as to how they're going to make Blade a part of the overall MCU mm-hmm. because they have Blade a very small role in that game. Yes. And it never quite seems to mesh to flow nicely. Like I don't like I don't know. It just it's, it seemed kind of shoehorned in. Hmm. You know what I mean? And so I hope that the writers of this film and the MCU at large find a nice way of doing it. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, Marvel always has a plan. And so I'm hoping that Blade is going to be kind of a gateway to that side of the MCU we haven't seen before. Like, that we're going to get into the supernatural side of it. So like from Blade, well then we can get into Midnight Suns, we can get into Ghost Rider, we can get into even Dracula. I mean, all these things. Oh, yeah, so man. like that that kind of area. In the same way that Doctor Strange opened up that sort of magic side, this can sort of open True. up that part of it. And so then more stories can come from inside there. 
Um, at least that's the hope. But, you know, really, we need to get one good movie and then <laughs> see yeah. if we can go from there. Uh, it, it, yeah. And, and I saw that, you know, the way they announced it was kind of like at the end of the Comic-Con. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, and by the way, there's this. And which also makes me think and wonder, maybe they're not going to include it in the MCU. Like, it's going to be mm. its own separate standalone property. Because... They, you know, the 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 way the MCU has been built out to this point, and, and it's, I think that the part of the problem you'd have with it is that if if you had Blade in the MCU, that means you have to put Shield into the story, right? right? Because Shield is everywhere. I mean, look, you know, if, even if you look at like WandaVision, right? What's going well, on? Say, now, well, yeah, see, Shield, Shield's, well, Shield's not really Shield, around anymore, but like Sword, well, yeah, but I guess Shield, is now Sword. The... I mean, you, you know, the, you'd have to have something like that kind of, you know, to be a part of it because you're kind of, you know, they're. They're pseudo making the MCU like, well, what if these things were real, right? You, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're kind of straddling that line, and I think that with Blade, mm-hmm. it, it I, I agree. I, I didn't play the video game, but it it doesn't fit, <laughs> right? And and I think that there is room for them to have an overarching MCU where everything fits together, and also to have, hey, here's a side project off to the side or this side group that is just it's a Marvel story, but you know, it's not a part of the MCU that you know the Avengers are a part. Of. Well, I, interesting you should say that because. Currently in the comics, uh, I believe the current Avengers is being written by Jason Aaron. Blade is a member of the Avengers. No way. Yes. Oh. Like in, in the current run, there's been like all sorts of supernatural stuff is happening. So they called in a supernatural expert and he has sort of stayed around. So Blade is actually <laughs> an active member and he's having a hard time with it because he is uh, not a team player. But it's right. been interesting yeah. to, to have that dynamic, too, of, like, someone who wants to just take care of it all himself and run in and having Captain America and Iron Man go, whoa, whoa, man, like, calm down. We, we, could, we could all work together. You don't have to just take care of this on your own. Uh, so it's been interesting to see that that side of it. That is intriguing. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So that's the last last piece of news uh, we had that I wanted to talk about uh, is we at the Satmat have been uh, closely following Aaron Sorkin's new movie, Being the Ricardos, and so now Uh we have two new pieces of casting because we have Fred and Ethel. Uh, (gasps) Ethel is Nina Ariandana. And she's from Hannibal, the TV show, Billions, Stan and Ollie, Florence Foster Jenkins. And as far as I can tell, she's great. I've never actually seen her in anything. But sure. yeah, that's she's not great. what blew my I, mind. Oh, okay. I love Billions. Uh, she's great. She's great in Billions. She's great in Goliath. Yeah, she's great. Okay, good. Good. Yes. Uh, because the thing I'm most excited about is the fact that Fred is being played by J.K. Simmons. Yes. <laughs> I just love that guy. Everything he's in. But it's it's so perfect. It's one of those things where you, you read it and go, oh, of course he is. Of course he is. Because <laughs> not only can he, you can do, is he a fantastic actor, he can do that, but he kind of looks like him, too. Right. I mean, this article that you shared, the picture that they have at the top with both of these actors side by side, you can totally see Fred and Ethel in their faces. Yeah. And as opposed to Commissioner Gordon, he'll actually have to put on weight. Right. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> Got to get that guy out of the gym for a while so that he can start getting his Fred body ready. Uh, have you guys, uh, were you guys a uh, little, I mean, we're all of about the same age. So we weren't around when I Love Lucy was around the first time, but it was in heavy rotation when I was a kid. So did you guys watch I Love Lucy? 
Yeah, here and there. Yeah, some. Yeah, I, I would. I'd be in the same boat. I, I've seen a few episodes here, here and there. And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't yeah. everything like appointment television or anything, but no. like what people don't like, remember that these like, these millennials they don't understand the fact that we had to watch what was on <laughs> at the time. That's right. It wasn't on the three channels. Forget we had it. thirteen channels right. if we were lucky. <laughs> well, and, and and also to a lot of it with our generation, if you saw a lot of I Love Lucy, it meant your parents were watching it. True, right, you know, because yeah, you only had control of the television on Saturday afternoons. That's that's um, true. And yeah, then that was it. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, my parents weren't uh, big. I love Lucy Lucy watchers. So I haven't seen a lot of it. I, you know, seen episodes here and there. Uh, you know, I'm going to be obviously very keenly interested in the in the movie because it's mm-hmm. Aaron Sorkin, and I just right. watch everything Aaron Sorkin does. Yeah, I believe that they're he, they're saying that it's going to be similar to Steve Jobs, where they're, he's going to sort of have a central event, and they're going to kind of like follow this, as opposed to trying to do the full biopic like you know from oh, beginning to end yeah. like they're like events sort of uh crucial in their life which is which is how you'd have to do this in a movie form to do to do anything more comprehensive it need to be a television series yeah, yeah. so yeah we're gonna keep our eye out for that one because it's gonna be super fun so all right that wraps yes. up for news let's move on to trailers uh and ray you got in there first so tell us about your trailer all right so if you have not gotten enough of old crotchety Bruce Willis, <laughs> then my friends, you are in for a treat because he is back. But not only is he back, he's going to space. Four hours ago, the crew of the Vander made first contact. Stay there. They believe we're hostile. In the event of first contact, humanity must strike first to ensure the continued survival of our species. Operation Cosmic Sin is now a go. This movie is called Cosmic Sin. Bruce Willis is one of seven rogue soldiers who find out about this newly discovered alien civilization And they have a rule where if there is a new alien civilization discovered, preemptive strike automatically in the hopes of ending interstellar war before it starts. And so you follow this gang of thugs. (laughs) Sorry. Next real film board. No offense. uh, With Frank. Frank Grillo is in there. Brandon Thomas Lee. Uh, among others, and they're trying to take down these aliens before the aliens can do anything to them. Nothing xenophobic about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need a prime directive. <laughs> right? So what did you guys think? You know, I, when I saw the trailer, it looked like... Um, it looked like great fun. Um, it looked like it, it looked to me like a really fun movie that the plot was like, eh, uh, who cares? It's Bruce Willis shooting up aliens and having fun, and so it, it's it's kind, of the, it's kind of the movie, the 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 type or style of movie that I think that um, with the pandemic was either shut down or not mm-hmm. really brought out. Where it, it looks very big budget summer blockbuster type of movie, and a lot of those seem mm-hmm. to have been shelved and waited till they get back in theaters. And this one looks like you know to me a return of movies that you could watch for pure entertainment uh, value yeah. of it. And so, so yeah, so it looks like a lot of fun. Then I, I, you know, I, as much as you want to, you know, if you want to be highbrow about movies, you can hate on stuff like this, but I'll, I'll be watching it the second it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that the, the trailer rolls along and I see 
Bruce Willis and go, and then I see Frank Grillo and go, oh, like (laughs) (laughs) how times have changed. I had the exact opposite reaction. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of with you on this one, Ray, in terms of like uh, Bruce Willis, I feel like has been sort of sleepwalking through everything. I, I think he has kind of a reverse Samson thing going on because I feel like ever since he shaved his head, his talent has really dropped down. Yeah, what can you do, man? Put him in a wig. That's what a Samson thing. Because once Samson cut his hair, is when he lost his powers. Oh wait, maybe it's maybe it's a full on Samson thing. So you feel that Bruce Willis had more talent on moonlighting? Because I don't think he's had hair since then. I do, right? Because in the Diehards, he was already. Oh no, I think he was shooting at the same time. He had still had his hair. Yeah, right. He was doing at the same time. He was shooting. Yes, yes, he was. I'm sorry. I love Bruce Willis. But what about Frank Grillo? You make it sound like you don't like Frank Grillo. He's crossbow. Have you have you not seen the Purge Anarchy? I I have, and uh, meh. Um, so pretty pretty much everything Frank Grillo does to me is just meh. You know, I'll watch it. It's there, but it's uh, it's like fair enough. You need to watch Wolf Warrior too. I, I did Ooh. not do that. No, there's there's a lot, there's a lot of Frank Grillo that I've uh, I've skipped. But there's some stuff I've seen. You know, I mean, he's just he's an okay, serviceable uh, character actor for the roles that he's in, and it's fine. But it, you know, he doesn't. He's not going to move the needle for me. However, you put Bruce Willis is going to shoot some aliens up, and I'm just like, yes, let's let's do that. Now, this is being written and directed by Edward Drake, uh, who, who made a movie called Broil. Have you seen Broil, Ray? No, okay. I haven't even heard of it yeah. until, I'll be honest, uh, he's, he doesn't have that many uh, no. bigger films under his belt directorial-wise. That's, that's something all three of our trailers share, actually. Yes. And I know at least yours and mine, Kyle, mm-hmm. are Saban. Yes, I know. Saban has reached out beyond Power Rangers. <laughs> and I'll take a lot more things now. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, if you want to check out this movie, it will be available as of March 12th. And as far as I can tell, uh, it's not a, it's not going to be exclusive to any particular service or anything. So there Purchase it, is. it from your your subscription service of choice. Okay, All right. I, I will uh, go next with mine. Yep, you're up. Um, so my, in, in the, my movie, the synopsis, is a wealthy uh, Nigerian-American teen is pulled over by police shot to death, and immediately awakens, reliving the same day over and over, trapped in a terrifying time loop, forced to confront difficult truths about his life and himself. And this is the obituary of Tunde Johnson. Baba Tunde Adesola Johnson was born on December 30th, 2002. His parents and friends called him Tunde. Tunde? How do you say it? Tunde. Tunde. On the night of May 28th, 2020, Tunde Johnson departed this life. I'm black and gay. And even those two hate each other. People like Soren don't end up with people like you. They end up with girls like me. Watch you hurt her every day. Sorry, okay? I worry about how people would treat me if they knew. He's gay. No, he like me. Sorry. What are you talking about? Have you ever been stopped by the police? Did something happen? You comply and you stay silent. Your life is more important than your pride. The the movie, the trailer of the movie kind of stood out to me, you know, the first 
part of it because it kind of has what I would consider three phases. Uh, you know, the first part of it is, you know, the, 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 it opens with him being pulled over by the police and the police not being able to pronounce his name correctly. And, you know, uh, given modern times and, you know, my own experiences, I'm like, oh, well, this is going to end poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and, it, and it does. And then he awake, he awakens and I immediately thought, oh, it's going to be like Groundhog's Day or, or the, or the better version of that, uh, live, die, repeat. Um, you know, so, <laughs> no, Edge of Tomorrow. That's right. Live, yes. die, repeat was a good, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. the better version of that. Right. Uh, and so, uh, you know, does that. And then, you know, it, it kind of delves a bit more into the story of who he is as a person, and that you know he's a black gay uh, teenage kid that uh, you know is kind of coming to grips and trying to handle that, and then also then you know navigate. It looks like the end of high school since he's apparently eighteen, so I'm assuming he's a senior. Uh, you know, navigate those things, and 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 while reliving the same day over and over again, trying to in, in improve on I think on someone on himself, but also potentially to avoid the same fate. Because even in the trailer, they show you that it's not that he ends up in the same place and gets killed it seems to be that he's getting mm-hmm. killed at different places just around the same time and so it's an interesting looking uh movie to me i, th- I thought it was definitely worth uh you know mentioning and, and you know having out there um you know i i i think i you know this way i i look at this and i think i'll watch it right it hmm. looks it looks really interesting it looks like something that you'd re- remember and everything uh remember later on you oh. know i gotta tell you a, a secret <laughs> and I, i'm ashamed to admit this I didn't realize until you specified it that this was him living every day over and over. <laughs> it's not explicitly clear in the yes. trailer that that's happening. But yeah, yeah I, I did the same thing. I had to look it up and find the synopsis before they mentioned the time loop. I watched this trailer, and as soon as it was done, I was like, I need to see this. This looks like a gut punch of a movie, man. Oh, absolutely. I mean... And I was really uh, intrigued, shall I say, to see Nicola Peltz in this movie, because I I really liked her in Bates Motel, the series. And I think the last thing that I saw her in was one of those abysmal Transformers movies. (laughs) Yeah, that was her. That's her. That's her largest credit. It was the one that stars Marky Mark. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the Age of Extinction. Yes, Age of Extinction. Everybody's got bills to pay. (laughs) Exactly. Man, I am really excited to see this movie. What about you, Kyle? It actually reminded me of. Have you guys watched any of the new Twilight Zone? No, the, the Jordan Peele Jordan Peels, one? yeah. They're the second episode, I believe it's the second episode, of the first season of the New Twilight Zone is uh, a version of this story where a mother is trying to really? take her son to college, and they keep getting stopped by this cop and killed. The son, or her, I'm sorry, her son dies. And so she keeps trying to figure, and then she wakes up again and has to do it. And so she's trying to figure out how to basically just get from their house to the college and keep him alive. Oh, and it was wow. a fascinating story, uh, and just about like all the different ways that she tried. She tried to directly confront this cop. She tried to avoid him. She tried to, you know, basically appeal to his better nature, and all these different ways that she tried. Uh, and so when I watched this, it kind of reminded me of that, and that was a great story. So I'm I'm always a fan of time loops. I'm glad that it sort of has elevated beyond just Groundhog Day, that other people are using this and using this this device essentially to tell new stories. And this is the sort of the most 
besides that, that Twilight episode, this is like the most mature version of that as opposed to, I mean, I love Palm Springs, but Palm Springs is a romantic comedy. Right. Uh, and so this is this is using yeah. that same idea for a much more serious thing. It actually it reminded me a little bit of Daybreak, which I talked about on the Take 10 episode, uh, because about a uh, guy who's trying to solve a murder and he's caught in a time loop as well. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's I, had ne- I had this was not on my radar at all. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad you found this because this is pretty cool. This is Ali Leroy's first movie. He's done a it bunch is, of uh, television, uh, but this is his first actual feature. Yes, yeah. Predominantly, he's from uh, Everybody Hates Chris. Not we there yet. Also, the actors are not as uh, not as well known either. There's uh, Steven Silver who uh, plays Tunde Johnson. I think his biggest roles in the the Netflix show Thirteen Reasons Why. And then uh, there's uh, Spencer Neville, who is you know the the uh, really a co-star who plays uh, Spencer Neville is. Tunde's friend slash lover who has a girlfriend played by Nicola Belt, who is, you know, and, and you can tell that part of it is that Tunde is out and comfortable with who he is, at, at, who he is as a homosexual, but then uh, uh, Spencer Neville's character is not. And so that adds to some of the layers of complexity and tension throughout the story. All right, and uh, when does yeah, that drop? It's supposed to come out. It releases on February 26th. Uh, it doesn't really say anything as far as where, other than like you can, you know, you be able to access it on Apple TV. But it looks like it's maybe even just at that point, just for rent, like it's on premium on demand. Uh, there hasn't been any out, any notifications as far as which streaming service will ultimately be able to be streaming it. Hmm. All right, all right. So keep your eyes for that. Uh, my trailer is a soft, sweet romantic comedy uh, <laughs> that's called <laughs> Happily. Uh, hello. Ma'am, I work in city. Every few years, we encounter someone with a defect. You have sex 2.5 times a day on average. You rarely fight. Ah. After the injections, you will wake up tomorrow just like everyone else. You'll feel normal. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Anywhere. Hi, Karen. If you guys are still interested, we'd love for you to come on the couple's trip. Amazing. What are we going to do? We have to pretend like nothing ever happened. You never showed up to our door. Hey, the first couple has arrived. Who wants a tour? How about this one? Oh, that's not a bedroom. So there's a gun room. We're going to have a killer weekend. So two of them are a very, very happily married couple, and they've been married for years, and things are going fine. And this is apparently a problem in this universe, because it seems to be that they are too happy. And so someone shows up at their door to say that they need to take a shot to be less happy. And then... Antics ensue, and somehow they end up uh, in at a, at a, at a sort of a couple's retreat at this really swanky mansion with a, a bunch of people, and then they're locked inside, and, and things happen. So I'm not exactly sure what all's going on, but I can tell you this cast is unbelievable. Uh, right. So besides, yeah, like, obviously you have besides Carrie and Joel McHale, uh, you have Stephen Root. Natalie Morales, Shannon Woodward, Charlene Yee, Brecken Meyer, Paul Shear, Kirby Howell Baptiste from The Good Place, and Al Madrigal. Like, I would just go to a party if those people were there. I don't even care if they're shooting a movie. Uh, so I, it, it reminds me a little bit of like, uh, I know this is the thing that keeps coming up uh, between 
uh, uh, here in uh, Zabat, uh, exam. Uh, like I share a, a passion with uh, another one of our, our hosts for single location movies. Mm. Uh, so like I like that that you're you're in one place like you know like a panic room thing where like you're you're sure. in one location and you have just a, a sort of like pinballs everybody's bouncing off of each other so this looks to be a dark comedy in the in the vein of like very bad things uh, where there's going to be blood is going to be spilled though people will die uh, and and hopefully we'll be enjoying it while it happens first off it looked funny right and that's the thing thing i thought about is it looked like hey this was going to be a decent comedy and it it especially the way the trailer opens it makes you think that okay we're just going to have a type of rom-com where the you know that you know that the I guess not rom-coms, right? Just type of comedy where there's going to be a main couple and then they're going to play off their friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the trailer shows you the gun room, that's when I was like, okay, well now, now we're talking, <laughs> right? You, you know, and so I, I, I you know, I, I like the, it looks interesting in the, some of the layers of where it could go, right? Is it that they're all being, you know, because they are being watched, so is it that they're in some type of experiment that other people are trying to then put upon them? Mm-hmm. Or is it that the friends got together and colluded and said, hey, these people did not take the shot, so now we got to kill them, yeah. right? You, you know, and so, yeah, so it looks it, it looks interesting on, on multiple layers. I think that it'll be both funny, hopefully with a couple of twists, and, and an interesting movie. So I do look forward to checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. This looks tremendously funny. I, I mean, don't you wish you had that problem that you were <laughs> right? just too happy? <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, I think this is one of the few times that I have been really anxious to see all the movies that were picked as trailers in a sat mat so uh i don't know what else to say that hasn't been said right. yeah this is uh, another um first time director this is ben david grabinski this is his his uh he's done a bunch of uh, writing stuff but this is the first time he's actually got to direct a movie so uh all three of our people are are pretty new to the game so hopefully within three we'll we'll find a a future star all right, so let's move into. I, so I've created a little game for you, gentlemen. Not you. Yes. I, I, I only, I only uh, play big games. Oh well, then then it's <laughs> okay because we're going international with this one uh, because today's game is called Foreign Films. Uh, see, the chief export of the United States is entertainment. Please don't fact check that. Uh, but when movies travel outside of our borders, oftentimes the f- the titles have to get translated. So we're going to play a game, Ray versus Ocean. This may be the end of Silver Linings, uh, to see who can figure out what the original American title of these movies are. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to be two rounds. I'm going to basically tell you the year and the genre of the movie, and then I'm going to tell you what the translated title is. Your job okay. is to tell me what the actual movie is. So oh, okay. you get and if we so get two, it wrong, can we steal from the other? From yes. The other person? So you get two awesome. points for getting it right, and if and if uh, if you get wrong, then the other person can steal to get one point. Perfect. All right. All right. All right. So Sounds like great. I'll give. So here's the example. Uh, in China, this 1999 supernatural thriller is known as "He's a Ghost." The Sixth Sense. There you go. So I will go back and forth Spoiler. because I'm, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they put it right in the title. Exactly. Uh, I'm gonna go well, back and if, forth because if I, you I get the for example, isn't that five points? I mean, that's how it is. You're gonna you're gonna beat me anyways. So. <laughs> so we're gonna go back and forth. I don't I don't trust the uh, the zoom to give us a to not have lag. So we're just gonna go back and forth. So uh, fair enough. Ray yeah. had the first trailer, so he will go first. Okay. So this 1990 romantic comedy in China is known as "I Will Marry a Prostitute to Save Money." 
<laughs> Pretty woman. Correct. <laughs> these, I, these, these come from the internet, but these are from a respectable website. So oh, and I should also say, every one of these movies are like movies that are are famous. Like they are well known. Sure. So there's no weird, obscure stuff. These are all Oscar winners. These are box office champions. Okay. All right. Ocean. Uh, this 1994 action thriller in China is known as. This hitman is not as cold as he thought. Oh. It's, it, it's sorry, 1994 thriller. 1994 action thriller. Action thriller. This hitman this hit is, is not as cold as he thought. The Professional? Yes. yes. Well done. <laughs> or Leon, depending upon where to oh, yeah, Or Leon, think the Professional, wow. depending on the cut. Yeah. Yes. All right. Back to Ray. Uh, this 1983 sex comedy is known as... Just send him to university unqualified. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get this one wrong because the only thing I can think of, I'm pretty sure, was the year after, and that's back to school. Ah, no, it is not back to school. Ocean, can you steal? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No, it is Risky Business. Wow. Oh, so no winners on that one. W- was he going to college or school or anything? I thought so. I thought he was trying. I think it was like the oh, summer right, before he went away. Yeah, that's right. Because, yeah, he was trying to save up. Uh, he did the business and everything. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Ocean, to you. Uh, in France, this 1999 action movie is known as The Young People Who Traverse Dimensions While Wearing Sunglasses. Oh, the the Matrix. The Matrix. All right, Ray. We're going a little bit further wow. back. This might be more in your wheelhouse. Uh, okay. A political thriller from 1962. It's called Sniper Without a Shadow. Manchurian Candidate. Yes. Well done. All right, Ocean. Sir. Uh, <laughs> this is a nice one. Uh, this 1997 American historical drama is known in China as His Great Device Makes Him Famous. His Great Device Makes Him Famous? Yes. The <laughs> <laughs> just got it. Wow. Okay. Um, and it's 1997. It's 1997. And it's a, it's a, a drama. Like a bio, it's a drama. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, clearly it's going to be someone that invented something. Uh, (laughs) Could be. Yeah, I have no idea what that would be. I'm totally blank on that. I feel I I feel ashamed. I should. I think Ray's got it. Yeah, Ray. I I I really don't have it. I was just laughing at him. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, Ocean, do you you have a guess, Ocean? Before I uh, let Ray um, take a shot. Okay, sure. Uh, His great device makes him famous. Yes. A few good men. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not that. Right? I don't know. The the only ninety seven movie with a device that comes to mind is Austin Powers oh. with his sw- with his Swedish made. You are hum- very close, but in fact, it is Boogie Nights. Uh, oh. Oh. oh, that's just <laughs> that's right. You guys weren't thinking dirty enough. enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's I'm trying to get out of that habit. I thought of with the device, and I just could not <laughs> right? think of movie. That was yeah. I, I should have gone with that. So all right. So yeah. Ray, uh, let's see. This 1997 female-led American war drama is known as 
Satan female soldier. G.I. <laughs> Jane? Yes. Satan? <laughs> Satan female soldier. All right, well, you know, a shave, shaved uh, Demi Moore, you know, I can totally see the resemblance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ocean, uh, this 2010 American comedy sequel is known as Zany Son-in-Law, Zippy Grandkids, Sour Father-in-Law in Thailand. <laughs> What? what was the last two words that, in Thailand? In Thailand. That, that's where it's known as this. That's right? where it's known as this, yeah. Okay, in Thailand, right. they call this movie. In Thailand, wasn't in the event. No, no, meet, no, no. In Thailand, fuckers? they call it. What, sorry? Meet the Fockers. Ooh, very close. 2010, Ray. Little Fockers? No. Oh, yes. Little Fockers. So one point for. Oh, I totally yeah. sniped that from you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did it, say it sequel. Like I did say sequel book. in the thing. Yeah. All right, well, so isn't, isn't Little Fockers the second Meet one? Meet the Fockers is the second the one. Right? It is, uh, yeah, I didn't say which yeah. sequel. I said it was the yeah. sequel. Yeah. Okay, so the last last two of this round, they're, they're a little tougher. So let's see. That one. So it's Ray's turn. Ray, okay, yeah, Ray's turn. Okay, so Ray, from 1993, this horror comedy is known as Captain Supermarket. Captain Supermarket. Captain Supermarket. A horror comedy from 93. Yeah. It's not Drop Dead Fred, is it? It is not Drop Dead Fred. Ocean, can you steal? Shoot, the movie I'm thinking of, I don't think is that, it's not that old. It's the only I'm thinking of is Zombieland, but I don't think Zombieland, nah. it's not that old. It's not yeah, Zombieland is not that old. No. Zombieland is not that old. Yeah. Nope, so, uh, it is in fact, come get some Army of Darkness. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Shop smart. Shop S smart. <laughs> wow. Son of a gun. I hate myself. Okay, so Ocean. Uh, this Oscar winning 1997 dramedy is known as Mr. Cat Poop. Uh, wait. A 1997 <laughs> dramedy? 1997 Oscar winning dramedy. Oscar winning dramedy. Yes, is known is as known Mr. Cat Poop. Cat Poop. Oh, wow. Uh, Mr. Cat Poop. I know this is a tough one. I can, I can say I would lean on the first side of it, not on the last side of it, because the explanation is wow. not going to help us. Um, uh, Schindler's List. <laughs> nope, it's not Schindler's List. <laughs> Ray, can you steal? <laughs> <laughs> You've broken Ray. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I, the only thing I can think of is as good as it gets. Yes, that is correct. Really? Oh my goodness. Yes. Apparently, oh. his name Melvin sounds in Chinese like cat poop. Wow. Like their word for cat poop. Okay. All right. So we have, Ray is ahead, but uh, everything can change because uh, our, our points are going to double in round two uh, because mm -hmm. we're doing things a little differently. I'm going to give you three foreign titles of the same Ooh. movie, and you're oh. going to tell me what it is. So, uh, all right. So we're gonna, Ocean's behind, so we're going to let Ocean go first. Okay. Okay. So this is a comedy spoof from 1998. Okay. In Spain, it's known as Overdose of Gold. In Italy, it's known as Run Run, Then I'll Take It. 
And in Germany, it's known as Ghetto Busters. Did you say Ghetto Busters? I did say Ghetto Busters. A comedy spoof from 1998. Okay, I'm stuck on Getty bu- Ghetto Busters. Okay, what, was the <laughs> one, what was the other one? Run, run, and what? Run, run, then I'll take it. And in Spain, okay. Sp- overdose of gold. Oh, uh, was it in 98? Is how long? Austin Powers, the, the in gold member? Mm, no. No. Okay. Ray, can you steal? I doubt it. Uh, the only thing I can think of is scary movie. No, uh, but you're closer. Uh, it's I'm going to get you, sucker. Oh, that's. Oh, that really. I didn't. I, I thought oh, I thought that movie was older. Yeah, I know. Me too. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. No, I have myself. When you said Ghetto Busters, that's actually what I thought of. And I was like, yeah. no, but that's older. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Okay. All right. So, Ray, uh, this 2013 movie about con artists got 10 Oscar nominations, no wins. In France, it's known as American Bluff. In Spain, it's the Great American Swindle. And in China, it's the United States Cheat Bureau. The only thing I can think of is 21. No, it is not 21. Ocean, can you steal? You said 10 Oscar nominations? I did. 10 Oscar nominations, no wins. So I liked it enough to bring it to the party, but not enough to okay, put some year? gold on it. That is 2013. Hmm. 2013, 10 nominations and no wins. So yep. I'm thinking a Martin Scorsese movie. Mm, interesting. Uh, so, um, <laughs> and it's always surprised me. Yeah, exactly. Always surprised me. Never uh, confidence. Yeah, I I can't think of anything other than confidence, and I know it's not that. No, it's not. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But you're closer. It is American Hustle. Oh, okay. Got yeah, it. I thought, yes, I, thought yeah. I said American Bluff. I thought you'd get that yeah. one. So, yeah. okay. All right. So let's see whether that was right. So back to Ocean. Got it. Well, we're, okay. we're failing in round two, Ray. We gotta step it up. <laughs> well, these are, I say they're tougher. All right. So uh, this 2004 indie comedy is better known for its behind-the-scenes drama. In Spain, it's known as Strange Coincidences. In Hungary, it's known as Multinationals Go Home. And in <laughs> Portugal, it's known as The Psycho Detectives. This okay. one's a little more obscure, but still like so, okay, pretty famous. So it was what year in the drama? It was a 2004 indie comedy. Indie and it's comedy. known for behind-the-scenes drama. Got it. And it was... It, 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 say those titles again. Sure. In Spain, it's Strange Coincidences. In Hungary, it's Multinationals Go Home. And in Portugal, it's The Psycho Detectives. Multinationals go home. Yeah, That's if funny. it helps, multinationals go home has an exclamation point at the end of it. <laughs> oh, oh, well. That makes the difference. That was that was all I needed, so now I know exactly what it is. Um, and maybe, and maybe I left out the ellipses from Run, Run, Then I'll Take It. Maybe that was what... Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. So multi, like multinationals go home. That's great. Um, okay, uh, 2004, it's a rom-com, right? Yeah, it's, a, indi- uh, it's, it's an independent comedy, comedy in, but you know, if it's an American comedy, comedy chances are it's a rom com. Okay, but, so multinational. But I wouldn't say it's very romantic. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. So if it's an independent comedy, then yeah. let's see. So it's by Kevin Smith. 
<laughs> and um, okay, interesting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm going through my thought process. I'm thinking it's going to be Kevin Smith independent comedy. Um, oh, yeah, I have no idea. I've only. I have a I'll suspicion. I have a suspicion that you're not going to know it when I say it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, say, Coach, I'll just say dogma. Dumb. Okay, nope, it yeah, is not dogma. It's not dogma. All right, no. uh, Ray, can you steal? I don't even have a guess. Okay, uh, it actually is. I heart Huckabees. Mm. Oh, is that the one where she had the baby in the Walmart? I believe so. Yeah. Is that that one? Okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't so. seen that movie in a long time. That was uh, that was Lily Tomlin, where there's the famous video yeah. came out of David Russell screaming at her on the set. Oh, okay. Yes. No, I remember that. And, you know, she was. Uh, wasn't she screaming at him? I, I believe. I believe they were both doing a yeah, lot of yeah, screaming okay. at each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, so all right, all right. So our last one, then this is for the game, Ray. This western from 1968. In China is known as the Western Department of Memories. In Germany, it's known as Play Me the Song of Death. And in Sweden, it's known as Harmonica, colon, The Avenger. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Nope. Oh, Ocean? Uh, I know what it is. Can you I steal? Think. The Outlaw Josie Wales? Oh, you guys are both in this right thing, but not there. Once upon a time in the West. Uh, oh, oh, the harmonica! The, the harmonica! harmonica. Oh, <laughs> harmonica, the Avenger. <laughs> All right. So, ah. I had a, uh, so uh, the the see a score of let's see five, six, seven, eight to four. Ray is Ray. our champion. You Woo. are you are now our international correspondent. See, so I we'll be sending you away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and just in case there was a, a tie, I have a tiebreaker question because I want to make sure that this makes it onto air. Uh, so this uh, musical comedy from 1967 in Italy is known as "Please Do Not Touch the Old Women." <laughs> either, whoever says it first can have the producers. The, the producers. <laughs> and that's our game. All right. <laughs> Please do not touch the old women. Please do not touch the old women. Wow. All right. All right. So, all right. Thank you guys for playing. All right. Now. That was good. That was, yeah, good. That was good. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. That was uh, that was our bonus game. But what people are really here to say is about small friend introductions. <gasps> so, thanks, Rob. Exactly. So, let's get I, into I the game. I feel responsible for that. I feel like he was getting back at me for punching animals. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, so in honor of Scarface and Say Hello to My Little Friends, we have each chosen three films about small friend introductions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Ray, you had the first trailer, so you can go first. All right, well, there's a little bit of a theme to the three movies that I've chosen. Uh, the first film that I've chosen is based off of a graphic novel, and the scene is where... Uh, one of our heroes is infiltrating the villain's headquarters and gets into a fight with a bunch of guards. And one of the henchmen gets a little excited because he has a weapon that he wants to introduce. And it's a bazooka. And so he comes out with the bazooka, aims it at Hit Girl right before <laughs> Kick Ass <laughs> arrives. Oh, nice. 
kick ass. And the, the, he says, I always wanted to say this, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, you know, there's a little, yeah, you know. Say that's a, I think that's a movie that is actually better than its source material. There you go. Uh, yes. All right. All right. So I... So kick ass. Uh, I also was um, uh, very upset with Rob for uh, <laughs> saying this because when I was listening to the the last sad mat, I heard him say that, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's what's going to win." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I decided to take it as literally. So my theme is to try to take that as literal as possible, and mm, so I am going to with my first movie just. Uh, describe uh, uh, the, the the introduction. So, inside of a a business, a business owner says to the people that are, are surrounded around him, uh, "Of course, they're people. They're from Lumpa Land. Ah. It is a terrible country. <laughs> Nothing but desolate wastes and fierce beasts. My friends are so small and helpless. They would get gobbled up right and left. Wang Doodles would." eat them for breakfast, would eat ten of them for breakfast, and think nothing of it. And so I said, come and live with me in peace and safety, away from all the wang doodles and horn swagglers and snoz wangers and, and rotten, rotten vernicious canids. <laughs> <laughs> in the greatest of secrecy, I transported the entire population uh, of the entire, sorry, the entire tra- population of Oompa Loompas to my factory here. So my movie is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the 1971 version that was good. Not yes. that crap that they, they would do <laughs> with Johnny Depp later on. <laughs> and in Denmark, that film is known as The Boy Who Drowned in Chocolate Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it did not make it into the game for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. All right, Willy Wonka, good choice. All right, yeah, I kind of also went a little more literal uh, on mine. So sometimes you just want to get away. You want to take a vacation. You want to you know leave your life behind and do that. And it's really hard to do when it turns out that you're a uh, memory-suppressed secret agent who just wants to get to Mars. Uh, and so <laughs> he's trying to find a, the guy, and so he's trying to find this 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 secret friend of his and it turns out it's a guy on another guy so my small friend introduction is Quato from Total Recall all right yeah that was, small. that was a good one that was I that, love that movie yes I'm I'm actually glad I didn't pick it now because that would that would have been a steal that was all yeah. that was on my short list of movies where, that's so. why I put it at the top because I figured somebody <laughs> steal it yeah very nice Okay. Very All right. nice. So then uh, back to you, Ray. All right. So imagine you living in the ocean. You're a fish. And uh, you come t- face to face with Don Lino, who's a shark and leader of a mob of criminally inclined great white sharks. <laughs> and he's getting kind of angry at you because you've developed this reputation as a sh- as a, what was a shark killer or shark slayer and uh he c- starts coming after you and you escape through a porthole of a sunken ship and then he comes through but he doesn't fit and he gets stuck all of a sudden here comes this little shrimp and who you know fears getting eaten by a shark and don lino is his enemy and he says, say hello to my little friends, and introduces him to a horde of little shrimp who 
proceed to gnaw at Don Lino's face. That's Shark Tale, right? Yeah, it's Shark Tale. It right? is. Yeah, Shark Tale. I guess, I, guess I should have said it. <laughs> waiting for the name. I'm sorry. It was Shark Tale. Are we, are we still guessing movies? No. <laughs> I got so into it. I, I'm sorry. Is it, it's, it's called A Shark's Tale, right? Uh, no, it's just Shark it's, Tale. Or, isn't shark, it shark, or shark Tale? tale? Yeah. Yeah. Like but, yeah I think it's a Shark Tale. T-A-L-E, but it, okay. it's just the two words. Okay. All right. Shark Tale. Wow. Yeah. I have not thought about that movie in decades all right ocean what do you got once upon a time a little boy named foster sapatini grew up in a circus family and when he became an adult he left the circus to strike it rich and failed miserably and just as his relationship with his girlfriend cynthia is failing his wealthy father dies leaving him millions of dollars with a few conditions and when he comes back from the funeral reading, he's catching Cynthia just before she is leaving the going to leave him and the country. And Foster introduces her to three of the conditions and his three new little friends who are little orangutans named Rusty, Tiga, and Poppy. And if you don't recognize this movie by the description, that's fine because it is 1981's Going Ape. Oh, and it is a wow. movie starring Tony Danza, Danny oh DeVito, Stacey Morgan, and Cynthia, and Jessica Walter. And the movie is. Jessica Walter. I saw it a ton of time as a kid. Mm. It is a crazy, insane plot where he, uh, uh, his wealthy father dies. Uh, Tony Danza's wealthy father dies, giving him the orangutans he has to take care of. While at the same time, there are uh, bungling. Let's see. For, it's further complicated by the fact his girlfriend is unhappy. His girlfriend's mom hates him, Jessica Walter. And there are bungling assassins who are hired by the local <laughs> zoological society who inherit, inherit both the money and the orangutans. Orangutans. If one of the orangutans dies, so so there's a <laughs> well, of lot course there going are on in this movie, and it and it makes less sense than what I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> is it a guy in a suit? Is the is the ape a guy in a suit? No, no, they're uh, they're actual orangutans. Really? Nice. Wow! Yeah, the, the movie started real orangutans, and, okay. and so the, yeah, there's three was orangutans, <laughs> and Danny, De, uh, not Dan, yeah, Danny DeVito comes, and he's he's from the circus and everything, and he always has these weird quotes of, of some type of knowledge and it's like Love Laszlo, which is the name of Tony Danza's uh, father's character, and they get in all these different hijinks, and the apes do the orangutans actually do little tricks, and they're kissing people and stuff like that, and you know, mm. doing various things, but there's these people that are constantly coming there's two assassins that are bungling they're, they're like the Home Alone villains circa 1981, and they're constantly trying to kill the orangutans, and so they have to then keep the orangutans safe while, you know, being while trying to make their relationships work it's, it's insane it's, yeah, yeah. It's, but it, it, and it's and it's very 1981. Like if you ever <laughs> saw it, the second you're watching, you're like, "Oh, this is a 1981 movie." Is this Silver Linings and, fodder? It it, it, it it very it very well could be because it really it looks. I mean, it's Tony Danza and Danny DeVito in '81, so you know they're like, "Well, these people love them in Taxi, so let's make a movie right. and throw orangutans in it." Because you know, any which box way, office but, gold, right? Yeah, exactly. Clint Eastwood just made any which way you can. So right, you know, orangutans are gold. Taxi is gold. Let's put it together. See what happens. <laughs> All right, going yep. ape, right. going ape with an exclamation point at the end. Oh, if that, if, if that helps, if that matters, if that helps. yeah, yeah, that, 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 that seems to be a recurring theme throughout. <laughs> yeah, and actually, it's funny because one of my films actually has an exclamation point as well. 
but not this one. Uh, so my next one, uh, raising a kid is hard. Uh, raising a kid that isn't yours, uh, it can be even harder. And when you find someone to take care of the kid, you think, okay, my problems are over. And then suddenly you're walking back home, and there's the baby flying over your head, being held by a giant hawk. And you wonder, how did I get into this? Uh, so my movie is... Willow from 1998, and the little oh. friends are Rule and Frangine, the Brownies, played by Kevin Pollock <laughs> and Rick Overton. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice indeed. That's right. They stole the baby from the stupid daikini while he was taking a pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, for those of you who haven't seen Willow, you should watch it because it's going to be having a sequel series soon on Disney. There you go. They're doing television series of Willow? Yep, they're doing a television nice. series of Willow. That, 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 well, I hope they do a good job. That was a fun little movie. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's underrated. Guess, it was a fun movie. I don't want to yes. yeah, call yeah, disparage it by calling it little. And one, one, of, <laughs> Val Kimmer's, one of Val Kimmer's finest performances. Agreed. His yes. Mad Mardigan is one yes. of the best. Yeah. Hmm. Many, many D&D characters have been based on Mad Mardigan, I would wager. Yeah. All right. So back to Ray. All right. Uh, for my final pick, this was the first movie that I thought of, and um, it also has an exclamation point in the title. <laughs> so, in the the scene of this movie, uh, our main character, Anthony Cortino, comes home with his girlfriend, and uh, his brother, Joey, is getting married, and as his father is dancing with the bride, a priest starts walking toward the dance floor and says, say hello to my little friend, pulls his frock open, and from between his legs is Deep Roy with a Tommy gun and shoots Don Vincenzo Cortino 47 times. This is the movie Jane Austen's Mafia. Wow. (laughs) Jane Austen. I haven't thought about that one in a long time, too. Wow. Exclamation point. Mafia! Okay. I love it. All right. Ocean, your last one. So you decide to take your lady of the moment to a Thai kickboxing match. And part of the way through the match, you you realize she's not moving. And, of course, (laughs) you suspect she's dead. And right at that moment, Scarmanga, a (gasps) high-priced hitman, sits down next to you and informs you that he killed her. And that you should not try anything or you will have to deal with his little friend and it behind you. And you turn around to look and don't see anyone. Scaramanga says, look down. And there, there you see him. Knick-knack. Because you are James Bond and Scaramanga in the movie is the man with the golden gun. And Knick-knack is played by Hervé Villachez. And Dude. if you're wondering which James Bond is Roger Moore, who was my first James Bond that I still love. Ah, okay. Dude, your delivery is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Christopher Lee. Sir Christopher Lee, yes. And who's, that's uh, who's Garmanga, who went on to become Count Dooku. Yes, right. For, uh, and and, for, the, uh, for you and Saruman. Where's <laughs> this guy? Saruman. Saruman. Yes, yes, Saruman, yes. Very nice. Um, I'd say it's it, oddly. Uh, this is the, my second uh, sequential appearance where Hervé Villachez's name was mentioned. <laughs> the little guy's following me around. Yeah. All right. All right. So my last one. Uh, 
God, I love a good dumb joke. Uh, and so this is this is so. So so imagine uh, that they decided that they were going to send Elvis undercover in World War II uh, to infiltrate the Nazis. Uh, that's the rough premise of a film from 1984 called Top Secret. Uh, now, the, the actual situation I'm talking about is, is uh, they are at a Nazi club. So Nick Rivers, uh, Val Kilmer, once, you know, Val Kilmer is in two of my films, um, is is a basically American rock star, and then he has met uh, the local girl whose name I forgot to write down, uh, and she and so they're sitting at the table, and the waiter comes up and starts asking basically what they want in German, and so Nick Rivers says, "I'm sorry, I don't know any German," and his companion answers, "Oh, I know a little German." He's sitting over there, and the camera cuts to uh, this, this very short German who stand, with later hose who stands up and tips his hat. <laughs> It's such a dumb joke, but I watched it again on YouTube, and I started laughing hysterically again. Oh, God, I love it. So Top Secret is from the makers of Airplane, and I'm going to be writing about it on our Instagram. So make sure if you're not subscribed to At The Next Reel, uh, look forward to that. Top Secret is one of the one of the great hidden gems of the 80s. It's so yes, dumb nice. and so brilliant at it, the same it, time. Yes, it is a great, dumb movie. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm still laughing about that stupid joke. All right, so those are our ones. So, did you guys have any uh, uh, backups nope. in case there were steals? I only had one. This topic was very difficult for me, and yes. so uh, my my backup uh, was um, I was uh, basically the movie. My backup was Child's Play. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes. okay, nice. Yeah, so I, I won't go through my whole little write up that I did for it, but yeah, I did one just in case. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't do a write up either, but I have notes. Yeah. I, uh, mine was. Um, Gizmo from Gremlins. Oh, nice. Don't get him wet. Uh, yeah, and, exactly, and a much more modern one uh, from 2019, a little film called The Rise of Skywalker, Babu Freak. Nice. <laughs> one of the few saving graces of yes. that film. <laughs> you can actually buy now a life-sized Babu Freak. They've made a figure that's actually to scale. <laughs> Babu, I'm blanking on who that is. The Rise uh, it's, of a little, it's a little mechanic. Uh, that fixes uh, Obi Wan. Uh, that fixes C three PO. That's okay. uh, able yes. to so he can translate. Did you the, just confuse C three PO and Obi Wan Kenobi? I, I might have. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> similar sounds that go through there, and sometimes my mouth does not like to uh, obey. Yeah, and and the the rise of Skywalker is really kind of yeah, something. yeah, exactly. It's, it's, we all have some scar be, tissue from that. Yeah, so I've, it's like trauma. I kind of blotted some of that stuff out because it's it a little just, crusty. I mean, they just really. I, I guess I'm really just it, they just really looked at the Last Jedi and was like, well, we need to fix all of that, right? And so then they, and then they just made things up that were like we're just <laughs> well, going to service we need to wipe all that stuff away up, yeah right we're going <laughs> to pretend that didn't happen yeah. do some fan service and here you go and it's like oh okay so Emperor so, Palpatine is thank back. you like, exa- exactly thank it just it didn't work at all alright so then we need to uh, inflict the pain that was inflicted on us on the next people and sadly Ocean you are one of those people so, so I guess we probably won't be as vicious as we would be if you weren't uh, one of those let's so we need to pick what our category is going to be for next year so the next uh, film in the Oliver Stone series is Year of the Dragon directed by Michael Camino uh, so it's from <laughs> 1985 so uh, there's a couple different options we can do um, so you guys have the list anything in particular jump out of there for you Oh, uh, well, I'll go with the easy one that will definitely not win. Cops going outside the law to get the job done. 
<laughs> are you are, already working on the list, Ocean? Come on. Well, I, I could I can come up with a list off the top of my head right I now. Know. I know. Thousand of those. So, so so I'll do that because uh the the hosts of next week's show are the hosts that I care about and want them to be able to have a, a fun discussion of, of movies that they love. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I wish I could uh, pull a Tommy or a uh, Rob, but unfortunately, I'm too good of a of a citizen uh, as yeah. I'm well, sitting in the you, big have chair. You seen so, this movie? I have many many years ago, so I okay. can't remember anything about it enough to pull out something bizarre. Um, so, but I'm also I'm also a good host, and I don't want to get fired. So I'm going to have to go off with the list that was provided and not pull something weird. So Ray, that leaves it to you to well, leave, pull I, something weird out. I I got nothing weird, but I really do like the idea of living spaces with killer views. Ooh, okay. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Take that however you want it. Yeah, exactly. And Ocean will. All right, uh, and mine, I think I'm going to go with uh, calendar-related titles. Nice. Because I think people can have some fun with that, because you yeah. could. Uh, there's some interesting interpretations of those words you could go for. I already got my list. Oh, wait, See, there you I'm go. not there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just send it to one of the other guys. All right, so those are... So we have uh, Living Spaces with Killer Views. We have Calendar-Related Titles, and we have Cops going outside the law to mm. get the job, job done. done. Man. Well, so, you're, so you're saying to yourself, gosh, fellas, I sure had a swell time listening to your weird games and list making, but how can I get involved and also help keep this madness flowing into my ear holes? Well, it's quite simple. Just go to nextreel.com slash membership and sign up for a mere $1 a month. You don't even have to put in a red envelope. You can become a one-reeler and get access to our Discord server, and we say thank you. But wait, you say, I do want to do more and get more back. Well, generous patron, if you up your monthly donation, you can morph into the super powerful two-reeler and be able to watch live streams as we record, like this one, and get early access to new episodes of our shows in your very own private podcast feed. Pretty swanky. Plus super secret member channels on Discord, like the auspicious Show Talk channel. What's so important about the Show Talk channel? I'm so glad you asked, dear devoted listener. If you'd like to vote in next week's poll, the only place you can do so is on that very same Show Talk channel. Monthly schmonthly, I hear you say. I've got a lot of cash and I want to give it to you in one fell swoop. Then good news, you can now give us an annual donation at any level. It's convenient, it's affordable, it's good for your soul. And because enough is never enough, and you've been so patient listening through all this self-promotion, we've got a special offer for you, diligent listener. If you go to thenextreel.com slash letterboxed, you can upgrade your letterboxed account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. But host whose name I've forgotten, I've already had a letterboxed account. First of all, it's okay you don't remember my name. And secondly, you're in luck. This discount also works on renewals. So, give a little, get a little. It's the only way 2021 is going to work correctly. And that's our show! Another Saturday matinee in the book. So, gentlemen, can you give us a sneak preview of when uh, we might be seeing the next Silver Linings or possibly future inclusions into your show? It is available as of yesterday. What? What? Yes, the newest episode of Silver Linings. Came out on the 12th of February. 
and it is uh, covering a little movie that we enjoy that some people don't called Bright Burn from 2019. Ooh, a James Gunn joint. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sort of. He produced it. Uh, yep. My little uh, self-promotion thing is a little side project. So uh, before Rob and I took over as on the Marvel Movie Minute and started inflicting our madness on all these other shows like Saturday Matinee, uh, we had our own podcast that almost no one has listened to. Uh, so <laughs> due to the generosity of Pete, we were able to salvage it from the archives and bring it back up. So we actually did a Doctor Who podcast that uh, almost no one has ever heard. So they have taken up, dusted off, haven't enhanced the audio in any way, uh, and not made it available for all of you. <laughs> so it's called Time for 13. Uh, our premise was we were watching all of the Doctor Who episodes in anticipation of the 13th Doctor, Jodie Whittaker's first appearance. Uh, so we were taking an ep- a season per episode, uh, which is madness. Uh, and you'll watch us slowly unravel as we try and keep it to that. Uh, so it's a little rougher than what we're used to on uh, Monday Matinee, but it is also a lot of fun, and we had a ton of fun doing it. And we sort of learned how to become podcasters from that. As you can see by the smooth professional that you see before you, I only got this way because of Time for 13. Uh, So that is a (laughs) separate podcast you can subscribe to on your own. We will not inflict it on the next real feed. It is its own thing. If you're a Doctor Who fan, if you're a fan of Rob and I, a particular brand of... uh, Marble Mouth Madness, uh, you can go and subscribe to that and listen to it. Uh, we had a ton of fun doing it, and so we're glad that it actually is getting a thing. So thank you to Pete and uh, Next Reel for uh, letting us uh, bring that back from the dead to, to regenerate into a new form, as one might say. Uh, yeah. All right. yeah. So that's the end of the- That's right. We respond. Um, all right. So, uh, so thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ocean. Thank you. It was a thank pleasure you, to God. be here. Yes. Thank you, God. That, uh, and that outro is great. See, that's why I, I have to keep putting that in there until yeah. one day they'll remember who I am. Exactly. Well, you have to go to Cheers where everybody that's right. knows, where everybody knows oh. my name. Exactly. Bring I'm on the way. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Enough said. You know what I got the other day, Pete? Stephen King's latest. Want to borrow it? Do you know who you're talking to? What do you mean? Andy, when's the last time I read a paper book? It's been decades. I would much rather use Kindle, or better yet, Audible. What am I thinking? I don't read paper books anymore either. I'm an audiobook guy all the way. For those of you looking to listen to the books behind the films we discussed on the Next Reel's family of podcasts, get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at thenextreel.com slash audible. There are so many great adaptations from these podcasts available in audio form. Stephen J.J. talked about a lot of great ones like Odd Thomas. Isn't that series a favorite of yours? Ah, I love me some Dean Koontz. They also covered The Two Faces of January based on Patricia Highsmith's novel. I bet the book is far better than that movie. Oof. How about the Futurological Congress by Stanislaw Lem? That was the source for that quirky Robin Wright movie, The Congress. Crazy book. Definitely worth checking out. They also covered Lean on Pete, Leave No Trace, Aniara. Papillon, The Goldfinch, The Yellow Birds, and If Beale Street Could Talk. So many great adaptations covered in so many great conversations, not just on Trailer Rewind, but all of the Next Reels family of podcasts. And you can get all of these as audiobooks on Audible, along with thousands of other great reads. Producing these podcasts is a lot of fun, but takes a lot of time. So, we're directly appealing to you, our dear listener. Please consider an Audible subscription to help support the Next Reels family of podcasts. 
I've been using Audible along with my family for decades now. I love it, and I've read hundreds of books through it. Couldn't be more pleased with their service, and I know you'll love it too. Head to thenextreel.com slash audible and get your free trial. It really helps us out. And you have a world of over 200,000 audiobooks open to you. So much great material available. Dive in with a free trial and get your first free audiobook at thenextreel.com slash audible. Start listening to amazing audiobooks of your favorite movie source material with your first free audiobook today. That's thenextreel.com slash audible. Audible. 